everybody. Hello. Welcome to Spooky Spouses. I'm Lindsay Reed. I'm Jordan Reed, and this is a podcast about ghosts and stuff. We talk about cryptozoology, deodorant, <laughs> urban legends, roll on versus the spray deodorant, ghost stories, and the fashionable and I think eco friendly that powder deodorant you just rub in there. You can get yeah, it like. Yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about deodorant one time, but I we did our, today. Our first episode, I think, was all <laughs> about deodorant, deodorant and our trip to Lush and our like fun hand creams and moisturizers and deodorant. Lush is fun. That is very fun. I do like Lush. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, we do not talk about deodorant. That was a joke I made up for the show. But what we do talk about is, yep, ghosts and things. Each week, Lindsay and I will research something separately and then bring it into the show and discuss it for the first time with all of you. Yeah, we have not shared our topics together yet. Uh-uh. So how fun. <laughs> hey, guys, how fun. <laughs> Well, thank you everyone for being so patient. We did not have an episode last week because Lindsay and I were in Oregon having a little trip. We were. We did do the route that the bandage man was supposedly seen on. Yes, which we mentioned, I think, in our last full episode. Yeah. Where Highway 26 and 101 link up. When we were driving that route, uh, which leads you right into Cannon Beach, which is very pretty. Part of the Goonies was filmed on Cannon Beach. Yeah. When they sail that big boat out behind that rock. That's Haystack Rock in Cannon Beach. We did see that rock. And we saw Sloth and Chunk and Flippy and Mushmouth and whatever. No Bandage Man. No Bandage Man, though. There was a guy on the freeway pushing a wheelbarrow. Or no, it was a... a, Shopping cart. It was a shopping cart. Yeah. Which we, as soon as we said, look out for the Bandage Man, we saw him. So it kind (laughs) of made up for not seeing the Bandage Man. Shopping cart man's a little bit too on the nose. Kroger man? <laughs> sure. <laughs> or that was the giant eagle. That's the man known as the giant eagle. Oh, that's what the actual store was named after. Or the food lion or... Yeah, there's a lot of good names. The big bear. See? Yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> the Piggly Wiggly. Oh, he was the original Piggly Wiggly, I yeah, bet. it was him. He looked Piggly and Wiggly. Davis the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. We didn't catch Bandage Man. I did catch a cold. Lynn's caught a cold from the airplane. We were hanging out with our little nephew. A lot of boogers. Lots of boogers. I think that my time is coming to get my cold. You're probably going to get the Bandage Man cold for sure. What is it called? The uh... Well, he has a lot of bandages, so he always can blow his nose. Yeah, that's true. He can blow his nose. He can soak up his blood. He can <laughs> look like a mummy, I guess, which is like... So he's already set for Halloween. The rest of his life. Well, I don't think he celebrates it. I checked. No. No. Okay. No, he doesn't. <laughs> okay. What did we discuss last time? I, I, I talked about um, the best demons to be possessed by. Oh, yeah. You continued your, your best demons mm-hmm. And story. then you discussed Tilly, the bird hex thing. The Jake bird hex. That's right. Yeah. Terrible Tilly, the big haunted lighthouse that has human remains in it. No big deal. (laughs) You know. Is that because I don't think anyone ever in the history of Earth has ever been inside of a lighthouse. And I think they're all containing human remains. Well, I just think of like, okay, we're not using the lighthouse anymore. What can we use it for? Probably put human remains in it. But I just think about like where we grew up, there's an abandoned Kmart. Oh, yeah. It's been sitting there for years. Like, why don't we just put human remains in that Kmart? You know, what was it? Carl Pilkington from Idiot Abroad and the Moaning of Life was saying something about what, like how cemeteries and stuff take up too much valuable 
real estate land. Oh, yeah, totally. So what, where was he saying to put them? All, like, dead bodies and stuff? Somewhere. I thought it was funny, and now I forget it. So we'll just say he said Kmart's and lighthouses. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a giant building. Yeah, just use the old Kmart as, like, cemetery. I remember in high school, I think it was my last year of high school, when the Kmart was closing down. Because we were into skateboarding, so yeah. we were like, oh, turn it into a skate park. And we were convinced they were going to turn it into a skate park. You could shred out. <laughs> Which is wishful thinking for a 17-year-old. See, I was a total nerd because anytime a building went abandoned in Madison, mm-hmm. Ohio, I was always like, oh, maybe they'll put like a Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> like I always wanted a bookstore. That was my jam. Yeah. I was like, man, I could get lost in that bookstore for hours. I always trick myself because I want to go to bookstores and just hang out. But then I'm always like, I could read this book. And then I buy a book and I get and a chapter in. One chapter in, I put it away. I never finish it. I, I do know how to read. <laughs> but I just well, don't. prove it. I don't know. So well, should we jump in then to, I think I'm first this week? Yes. But since you're sick, why don't we walk in slowly? Yes. I'm going <laughs> to, well, I'm just going to stay seated because okay. we're on our couch right now. So, so this week I just have a few other little side stories that I thought were kind of funny. Okay. Um, a lot of them have to do with like food establishments, which I think are funny. So it's kind of like klutzy criminal creepy people type categories creeples and klutzos so we all know people are weird i mean we like we talk about ghosts and all this stuff but like people in general are just weird yes and some mostly scary yes also correct i think i'm more scared of people than i am like a ghost living in my basement really yeah Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least the ghost, like, you have to really find him for what him if, to bother you. What if you had What if you had one of the demons that we discussed living in the, your basement? Still more afraid well, of, like, a Well, as long as he person? stays in the basement, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these are just short little stories. I didn't do, like, full research on them. I basically got the gist of the funniness of it and then just the weirdness of it. Okay, great. But the first one is a little drive through at the Wendy's. So there was a person making a stop at a local Wendy's, and he decided to throw a three-foot-long alligator into the drive-thru window after he ordered his food, and he said that he found the alligator on the side of the road and threw it through the restaurant window. No reason, just did it, and the U.S. Marshals took him into custody and released the alligator back into the wild. Well, that was very nice of the marshal. So he just found this three-foot-long alligator and chucked it through the drive-thru windshield. Did he think it was hungry? I don't know. I mean, do you think alligators really prefer Wendy's over all the other fast food? Well, yeah, I think that's common knowledge. Hmm. That Wendy, uh, that alligators prefer Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers and Frosties. And they also like their meat fresh, never frozen. I think he was just mad at somebody at Wendy's. The alligator? Like, maybe they shortchanged him a fry one time. Oh, the guy. Yeah. Not the alligator. Not the alligator. So this was well, the, the alligator al- could have been mad at Wendy's too. <laughs> so this is this is the alligator's first. So I'm trying to think how can we how, how can we make this paranormal a little bit? Maybe the alligator was sentient or like knew what was going on, went to the drive-through one time, didn't get a fry, ordered the fry, and then he talked to the dude. There's some telekinesis or some uh what mind it's not called mind control what is it called psychic stuff where you talk through your brain yeah talk to the guy it was like throw me through the wendy's well i just feel bad for the alligator like you just got like 
plucked out of your environment and you got thrown into a Wendy's. Yes. Like that poor alligator. There are worse places to be thrown. <laughs> if someone were to capture I me, guess. if someone were to come into our house, this is, you know, our river, come into our house, pluck me up, take me somewhere and throw me through a drive through window. Yeah, I'd be like, well, now this is an inconvenience for me because now I'm here and I want to be at home, probably asleep. Yeah. But if they were to throw me into like, I don't know, a snake pit or something, then I, that that would that would be much worse. So I guess a Wendy's is okay. At least it wasn't. At least it wasn't a McDonald's. Yeah, he <laughs> just the criminal had no intention or like no reasoning. He just did it. Another criminal that I thought was like I think this one is very funny with the criminal and the victim. Okay. So. In 2015, a man was riding the subway and a guy with no reason stabbed him in the butt multiple times <laughs> while trying to get off the subway. Like he must have just been in a hurry and he was stabby and he was like, I'm going to stab this guy in the butt. The funny part is the guy oh, stabbed. That wasn't the funny part? No, the guy stabbed in the butt didn't even realize he was stabbed in the butt until he got home. What? <laughs> he said he felt pinching on his buttocks and then realized when he got home, like, oh, I was stabbed a few times in the butt. Now, Lindsay, we don't swear on this show, so you're not allowed to say buttocks. You can say butt. <laughs> but he was stabbed in the butt multiple times. <laughs> so multiple is more than one. So, I yeah. mean, how, like, okay, twice. Now, I think this is funny because... Because this is harm. Well, it wasn't harmless, but because the guy didn't pass away from being stabbed in the butt. But <laughs> he was fine. The more you're stabbed in the butt and you don't realize it, the funnier it becomes. Yeah, he got home and realized, like, oh, I know this happened on the subway because I felt something, but I thought it was just this guy pushing behind me. But turns out he was stabbing. He him was in his stabbing butt. me in the butt. <laughs> With a knife or a pen? But there's or... a side forum to this story that I guess has to deal with being a little bit more paranormal is that people have started this blog saying that this man that was stabbed in the butt has the world's strongest butt, which makes him either a ghost or a superhero. And <laughs> superhero, like for people sure. are fighting back and forth about the man stabbed in the butt. It's kind of funny. Call the, isn't it wombats that push things around with their butts? Yeah, they have like super strong butts. Wombat man, wombat. <laughs> boy want king wombat <laughs> yeah would be fine can you imagine that being stabbed in the butt not only being okay so first of all picture but how do you not realize that that's, that's exactly what i was gonna say like how do you not realize that you were stabbed in the butt let's just say five times <laughs> which is a lot to be stabbed being stabbed half of a centimeter or like a millimeter once is too much to be stabbed being stabbed five times in your butt and what's creepier is like the guy Pulled out his knife and decided to stab this guy in the butt a few times. He didn't even try to rob him. They didn't do think, anything. I don't think the guy had to pull out his knife. I think this was his rush hour traffic knife, and he just kind of had it ready on the subway. <laughs> if you someone just gets stab him, yeah. If someone gets in my way, just a Maybe. very quick stab, and they'll leave. So I mean, this is his fast pass to work, his Disney fast pass. But this time, yeah, it's a knife into someone's butt. It's weird. But like, I wonder how. I wonder where the like. The, the millimeter or centimeter is up or down or left or right, where like where this axis is on your butt, like being stabbed a half of a millimeter up, like above your butt would hurt super bad. But like the one half a millimeter down onto your butt. It just feels like a pinch. Invincible butt. This guy, <laughs> this guy who got stabbed in the butt could do a lot of good. I know. Join the forum. Fight oh. for his case. 
you can Strongest find but ever. he's on Instagram and Twitter at Wombat Superhero uh, <laughs> Booty Booty Boy at booty one boy. two three because there are 122 other Wombat Booty Boys. Okay, so the next story is actually kind of creepy. It was also in 2015, and it's one of the strangest cases in modern history. Oh, is it how the guy got stabbed in the butt? No, it's oh. besides, 2015 was a rough year, I guess. So it was a letter that was mailed to new owners of a home. Okay. The letter contained creepy statements as, My grandfather watched this house in the 1920s. My father watched it in the 1960s, and now it's my time. He asked the previous owners of the house on the note to bring them young blood, and they did not. The whole thing is just kind of creepy, and there's no information about who the watcher is, and it's still just letters. Like, they have no idea who's sending these families letters but i guess there's a bunch of letters from his actual supposedly grandfather in the 1920s and his father in the 1960s that are sent to each owner that owns this house saying that they're watching them i don't like that so i don't know i didn't read like the whole story about it but if you look it up they they interview the neighbors they've checked for handprints or fingerprints they've tried to put surveillance cameras on this house. They have no idea who's putting these creepy notes in their mailboxes. That's really, really scary. And this has been happening since the 1920s, and the last case that was reported was in 2015. Oh my goodness gracious. It's like a family of creepos. It's like a ghostly caretaker or something. Well, it just seems like, it seems really weird. So whoever, whoever this person's grandpa was was, you know, decided, well, I'm going to be a creep and stare at this house. And watch and then, his family. And I'll pass it down to my to my son and then to his son. And they all say to bring them young blood. Do you think that... But it's like, A, okay, if they can't figure out who you are, how are they going to bring you blood? So you can't be mad about that because you did not provide any information or location on where to bring this blood. Correct. If so someone don't blame the owners for that. If someone said, bring young blood to this address and I'll stop watching your house, yeah. I'd do it. Now, I don't <laughs> know how they would tell, what, like young blood what, like young anything. It could be a mosquito, a very tiny mosquito that you that you pop on your arm. It could be you, you find wombat guy, you stab him in the butt, get a little bit of his blood. He's like, this is fine. Maybe it's my that's public what service. that guy in the subway was trying to do because it was the same year. 2015 he was like i'll stab this guy in the butt get a little bit of blood take it to this creepy guy get this figured out because i don't want him watching my house anymore one i know wombat wombat booty boy is altruistic and he's nice and he'll give me some of his butt blood because he doesn't feel it (laughs) because he doesn't feel it because he's a superhero what a cool suit if anyone needs blood i mean it's a very niche little superpower to have or you could just go to a blood bank yeah, I mean, but, but you're kind of stealing from the needy. Well, kind of. I mean, yes. If you <laughs> if you do go back there and steal the blood, you're quite literally stealing blood. Or you could just go and give blood and be like, hey, can I actually just have a little vial for myself? Can I? Oh, you know what? I forgot. Not to be creepy or anything, but can I have just a small vial for my husband? Thank, thank you. Thank you for taking a small... Thank you for taking a pouch of my... Thank you for taking a satchel of my blood. Uh, <laughs> I forgot, though... Darn it, I need it. So you need a little bit. Man, I have to... T- yeah, I, I'm sorry to do this. I have to take it home. <laughs> this And it's my bad. But I do need my blood uh, for a, a game I for a game I play. 
Yeah. What's the what's that game? Mousetrap. For mousetrap. For mousetrap. <laughs> no one's ever successful for, for Jenga. No one's ever successfully set up an entire mousetrap game because there's the hidden rule underneath the box where you need a little bit of your blood to play mousetrap. Mm. Do you ever play that game? Yeah, I would set it up and then I would knock it over and then I'd put it away. And then Same I don't think here. it ever came back out. No, I've never I I owned the board game when I was young. Well, you don't really own much when you're younger. My parents owned it and would loan it to me, would let me borrow that game. Uh, <laughs> and then I would like set up only the one thing where the little like cage dropped down. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I'd set up. I never played it. I just what set about up... the, you flipped the one man into the bathtub, which is funny. I did the, yeah, I did that one. I did that one. <laughs> and then also the exact same thing with 13 Dead End Drive where you would just set up the small little games, like the little thingies and they do the thing. I've never heard of that. Oh, well. <laughs> Mousetrap. Well, I I, oh, sorry. <laughs> mousetrap. I meant mousetrap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the next case that I have, I think is kind of scary. The so, other ones weren't scary? They are scary, but this one's like weird and scary. And I could just imagine like waking up to this and being like, what in the heck? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So a this takes place in British Columbia. It's a 24-year-old man that I guess was hiding in a family ceiling of their house. Oh. And the ceiling gave way. And when he crashed through the ceiling, he was naked. He ran and rummaged through the house, destroying everything he could in his way. (laughs) When the family arrived home, they they had video footage because they had cameras in their house. And when the family arrived home, they saw him fall out of the ceiling, destroy everything. Things were in shambles. They actually said, he totaled my master bedroom, went into the closet in every room. He didn't steal anything, though. He just destroyed everything. So he just fell from the ceiling naked and then just destroyed everything in their house and just booked it out of there. What in the world? They have no idea how long he was up there or why he was up there. He just was there. Maybe, did they live close to where they hold Coachella and he accidentally maybe took a little bit too much Coachella dust? Yeah. You take the Coachella dust and you wander, fall asleep and you just fall asleep naked in someone's ceiling. And then you just wake up and you go crazy. What a what a thing to see. I bet you $400,000 that... When they came home and they saw, oh, our house has been destroyed, let's check the tapes. The last thing they thought is that it was because a nude man was asleep, <laughs> was asleep in their ceiling, broke through, and then just went, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta destroy it, and then yeah. smashed everything. Because it said on the footage that like he, they saw him go from room to room. It was only in one room. They saw him freaking out, running in room to room, but he'd <laughs> left with nothing in his hands, and he was naked, so it's not like he... Put well, anything. Well, hmm. well, there's ways you to know, put there's, things. Okay. Yeah. So let's His go on mouth. to let's His go, mouth and nose. Let's go on to our next story. So this isn't really scary. It's just kind of funny in a not funny way. Oh. Um, so four friends totally freaked out and smashed up a pizzeria because they found out on their order of garlic knots that was not supposed to have cheese had cheese on it. So they were in such a fury that they threw food at the workers crashed the register and pushed the it pushed it off the counter. So yeah, they were just really mad that their garlic knots had cheese on them. So in order to make this paranormal, they were possessed by demons and the demons they had to have been. The, the demons were severely lactose intolerant. Well, the thing though was like 
I don't know, like maybe they were vampires and they realized that there was garlic on the garlic knots too. And they were like, oh, oh I can't have garlic. What do you think? But, but they said it was cheese to be like, we can't have garlic, uh, Parmesan cheese. Yeah, because they're like, this is too obvious. And then they made sure that this little pizzeria had no windows because they'd be able to tell they, had, they didn't have a reflection. Man, they must really, really, really hate cheese. Yeah. I mean, I would do the exact opposite. If I found out that there was cheese on them and there wasn't supposed to be, I go oh, bonus. So probably gonna destroy this place. No, I'm I so wouldn't. Mad. No, no. I'm saying I would be very happy if that happened to me. Oh, I would love it. Bonus cheese. Yeah, bonus cheese. Well, speaking of more fast food places, it was funny because there was a lot of like fast food places that yeah. were like people went crazy in because I don't know because people are crazy. Well, and people like to do a lot of mean things to people at drive-throughs. Yeah, and this is why I think people are scary. People are scary. People also get very bored. And when people get bored, they do a lot of, well, not everyone, but a lot of people do a lot of mean things. Yeah. I mean, we, we would go through drive-thrus in high school and say, oh, we were here an hour ago and we and you forgot one of our burgers. And we do the line, because where we grew up, there's the line of fast food places on Route 20. And we'd stop at Taco Bell, Wendy's, Arby's, McDonald's. Burger King and say they forgot something and then at each place you'd make up a meal you get a free meal how dare you take you know five dollars from these multi-million dollar corporations I would say multi-gazillion so speaking of that that's my last story this one's not scary at all but I just thought it was kind of like oh people are shady but at the same time it was like well you're a multi-million dollar organization so who cares I Mm -hmm. think it's funny that some kid tricked the system so Remember when Chipotle closed down all their locations for a day because of the safety, the food safety issues yes. that they were having? Wasn't they were it, it was like E. coli or I, I don't know. Something like that and their sour cream or something like that. And they did a bunch of things. Oh, well, it was sourer cream. It was a little too sour. So Chipotle sent out texts offering free burritos to anyone that would text message the word rain check to like a designated phone number. So you got like free burritos. Because I remember everybody was like, oh my God, free burritos. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but they just had like coli and I just yeah. don't, <laughs> I don't want that. So people were doing it. But then some, you know, high school kid figured out that, oh, if I just text the number and get my my code or whatever and then I just take screenshots of it multiple times I could just keep using all my different pictures and deleting it or just using the same picture when they scan the barcodes so he was getting tons of free burritos and then he told all his (laughs) friends about it and then everybody was doing this so it like led to this huge like scammers thing to steal free food but it's like burritos cost eight bucks and some kid just like figured it out and was like hey you know what i'm gonna get free burritos all week (laughs) and that's and like eight bucks for a piece of food at least yeah compared to when we were in high school is a lot for a piece of food when you're in high school eight bucks that's a lot of money yeah so if you can get free burritos i mean good for you that reminds me of an undergrad i was i parked in a parking garage And when we were leaving to pay, we realized that the machine giving you change, because this is when cash still existed, like paper money (laughs) still existed uh, in 2007. But I remember we realized that instead of giving us ones in change, it was giving us $5 bills. So I think, say parking was $1, 
and you'd put in a fiver expecting to get $4 back, you'd get four $5 bills. You'd get 20 bucks. So we were parking nonstop that day. And I think one of my friends made like $80. Man, on this episode, you're really pouring out all the shady things you used to do. Well, since we're talking about stores and stuff too, I'll say this one. I remember (laughs) one time in grad school, uh, our coffee machine broke. And then me and my buddy Dan went to the Walmart down the road and bought the same coffee machine and put the old one in the box. And we got a free coffee machine. So any of our listeners out there, please don't do this. We didn't tell you to do this. And also, if any of our listeners out there are lawyers or cops, I've been joking the whole time. (laughs) And it was not a Black & Decker coffee machine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, I just, you know, what's really scary is I found out that my husband is a criminal as well. So, yeah, thanks for uh, finding that out with me. And also, the couch we're sitting on is full of stolen money (laughs) underneath. As long as our attic's not full of naked men that are going (laughs) to ruin our stuff. It's not. I'm okay. Do we even have an attic? I'm sure we have to. Yeah, we do. I bet you our attic is really creepy. Yeah, this house is really creepy, so I don't even want to look in the attic. If anyone, yeah, like if you can visualize it, the house is made of mud and slime, (laughs) and there are slugs everywhere and 10 ghosts per room. Creepy thing, our basement door, our door leading down to our basement, it locks from the outside. Oh, yeah, that's right. Both doors. There's a door downstairs, too, that also, we have like a separate little room that goes off, and it also locks from the outside. Meaning whoever's in the basement can get locked in the basement. Yeah. There was also, when we moved in here, there was also this, like, tank of... Some sort of a gas or chemical or something? Like one of those tanks, like an oxygen tank, but really squatty and wider? Yeah. Weird. Well, it's still down there somewhere, so we don't go down there very often because it's scary down there. Laundry. But yeah, uh, hopefully we don't blow up anytime soon. And every day we just throw a rock at it, hoping like, oh, maybe it'll, like, (laughs) maybe something will happen if we just keep throwing these rocks at it. Well, I think let's do some haunted housekeeping. Yes. And then maybe after Haunted Housekeeping, we'll also announce the winner of our Molly Monster giveaway. Oh, yeah. Our fourth one. I've enjoyed. You know what I realized was a lot of people that posted, which I, this is where I kind of like people, was you had to post your, you know, your tech, your... Hunter. The hunter, and then your human bait. And a lot of people I know that posted tagged two friends as the tech and the hunter and used themselves as the human bait so all the people that did that i want you on my team because i know you will die before me (laughs) now (laughs) i'm just being real because it's a it's 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 good to be transparent i would have selected someone else as the human bait (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have a few friends that totally a hundred percent like they would be the human now i would make sure as the tech per i'm also not very good at tech and i'm also afraid of like weapons so i don't know what i'd be on the i would team. just be there maybe i would just be there i'd say go get them you guys but i you know i would make sure <laughs> that cheerleader yeah yes absolutely I, I would be their their cheerleader but i would make sure that the human bait we would capture the bigfoot before the human bait would actually be needed e- eaten yeah yeah but i mean you know sometimes things go wrong and i do have a few people in mind that would be human bait on my team <laughs> Well, what else I thought was really funny in the comments was that a lot of people offered themselves as human bait, but not one of those people that they tagged in that post like was like, no, no, I'll be the human bait. Like nobody fought him on oh, it. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it's like 
you just sold yourself out because nobody yeah. is going to like fight you on it. Like, oh, thank God. We've kind of wanted you to be human bait for a <laughs> you while. You picked the short straw and you're going to have to deal with it. But yeah, we'll do a little haunted housekeeping and then we'll talk about your spooky, spooky little topic. Okay. Okay. See you in three, two, one. Hey everyone, we hope you brought, is this a cool thing? We hope you brought your broom, cause we're haunt, we hope you, cause like a witch's broom, we're haunted housekeeping. Yeah. Sweeping up. We hope you brought your haunted dustpan. I hope you brought your Dyson vacuum because they work so well <laughs> and we think that they're powered by ectoplasm. Probably. So our first sponsor this week, brand new to the show, and I believe brand new to the entire network, is Freshly. Freshly offers chef-prepared, all-natural, gourmet meals delivered <laughs> to customers' doorsteps through a weekly subscription model. Kind of like Blue Apron, except all the work is done for you. If you live in a house like our neighbors, Don and Hope, that don't have a working kitchen in one of their homes because it's just an entire house that Hope uses for her hobbies and crafts, you can just get stuff delivered to your house and it's basically ready to eat within three minutes. Yeah, and they're also pretty healthy as well. Yeah, they have natural ingredients, gluten-free, heart-healthy fats, nutrient-dense carbohydrates, <laughs> which I believe is how you pronounce carbohydrates, is carbohydrates. Mm. It's a it's a it's a secret it's a secret uh, molecule that not many people know about, which makes food healthier for you. Well, it says that they never contain gluten, so if you have those tummy problems, then this might be for you. Yeah, if you have a chronic case of the bubble guts. Freshly might be up your alley. They're also There's also no refined sugars or artificial additives. Meals arrive fresh, never frozen, and are ready to eat within three minutes. And as a Scavengers Network listener, you can take, this is actually a very good deal, 30% off of your first week if you go to bit.ly slash scavfresh, S-C-A-V fresh, bit.ly slash scavfresh, 30% off your first week of meals. Yeah, and if you're busy like us or can't cook like me, I think this is pretty good for you. <laughs> now, I do use a lot of, which might make Freshly a little bit more attractive to us, I only cook with refined sugars and <laughs> non or negative carbohydrates. Yeah. So we eat a lot of sweetened rice and a lot of sugared bread. Yeah. Almost all the time. And I'm surprised that you and I are still okay. We also don't drink water. We only drink <laughs> we only drink sugar. Kool-Aid. Kool yes. <laughs> but cooler aid. One more time, that's bit.ly slash scavfresh. Get some freshly meals, pop them in your microwave or whatever, your convection oven, I don't care. 30% off your first week. That's, That's awesome. Lot. That's a lot. A That's lot a of, good way to try it. A lot of places do 10 or 20. Freshly said, I don't think so. 30% off. Time out, we're doing 30%. Good way to check it out. Our next sponsor, which we're very excited about, if you've listened to our podcast mm. before, is Warby Parker. Um, me and Jordan have a million pairs of Warby Parker glasses, and we're very excited because we just got a brick and mortar in Columbus, Ohio. You could do at-home try-ons, 
yeah, you, for free to see what frames are good for you. You do up to five pairs in a box. And you could do as many pairs as you want. I mean, just keep sending them back and they'll pay for shipping for you. Their customer service is wonderful. If you would like to try Warby Parker, get a few pairs of frames. They also do sunglasses as well. They have really cool frames for sunglasses. You can go to bit.ly slash cscav, S-E-E scav, and start looking around for some frames. It's the summertime, basically. Start, you know, get your get your shades right. If you're like me, and you've never really had a summer bod, you just get some sunglasses <laughs> and trick everyone. And then you got that summer bod. Then their, you got summer summer face. Their frames start at $95, which is wonderful. It's way cheaper than a lot of times going to your local eye doctor. And that's with lenses included. Prescription lenses and frames, 95 bucks. Absolutely. And every pair of sunglasses or regular glasses that you buy, they donate a pair to someone in need that maybe can't afford glasses. You know, I was thinking about the other day actually getting some prescription sunglasses from Warby Parker, and I think I might. Yeah, well, now that we have the store in Columbus, Ohio, I mean, you could go try on all their frames, which is awesome. Again, that's bit.ly slash cscav, S-E-E scav, and you can get some glasses. Lindsay said a few weeks ago, you can take some selfies, post them all over the place, and then return the glasses. People will be like, oh, where are those glasses I saw? Like, oh yeah, it was like a thing. That was like so last season. Yeah, wait till this season. (laughs) One more time. That is bit.ly slash cscav for Warby Parker. Enjoy yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah, and they have all the details. They do take some insurances, so check it out. You might even get a free pair of glasses. I want a free pair of glasses. All the time. Every time. Every time I need them. All the time I need them. Welcome back, everybody. We hope that you are now currently wearing some prescription sunglasses over your new prescription glasses while you're eating pork lo mein from Freshly.com. <laughs> so right now, drum roll. Drum, 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 Molly Monster Giveaway, the Gone Squatch and Exclusive Package, is none other than, drum, 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 Daniel Spencer. Yay! Yeah! Oh, Daniel! What's your air horn? Daniel, congratulations. You are the winner of our giveaway. You'll be getting some fun little stickers, some little treats, and prizes from the beautiful Pacific Northwest, most of which are Bigfoot themed. Maybe. It's a surprise. Oh, what? It's, no, they're Bigfoot themed. It's a bunch of dead birds because <laughs> we found them in the woods next to their house. Yeah. It's a ranch style home. Really quick, Daniel is also a podcaster and he's the co-host of Subverted Tropes, a very funny podcast talking about the best and worst movies of all time. Please check out Subverted Tropes. And give Daniel a follow on Twitter at Dantendo64. It's a, that's a play on words of the um, Sega Genesis. <laughs> so, I mean, I love Sega. I'm a real game head. You know that. I know mm-hmm. that. Just a real game guy. So, again, Daniel, congratulations. We hope you enjoy your prizes. Again, it is just a few dead crows. So, do what you want. Dip them in bronze. Put them on a thing. I don't know. 
Yeah, and we've talked about movies before, too, and I think what a fun podcast. It is a very fun podcast. I enjoy it a lot. Good job, Daniel. Great job, Daniel, for tweeting. Okay. <laughs> now, my topic. This is, this is a little bit inspired by our recent trip. Because okay. you and I were a little let down. We didn't see any Sasquatches, except for the few that we did see uh, all the time. And we stole the crows from. <laughs> and, but we, we didn't see the bandage man. We didn't see... No, we saw the Piggly Wiggly man. We saw Piggly Wiggly man. We we didn't see... Uh, what is it? Nessie? No. Oh, Caddy? Caddy. Caddy the sea serpent. We talked about with, him last week. With the horse with the horse face? He has a horse head, yeah. We did not see Caddy. We didn't see any gray whales either. No, we tried. We even went to mm. a state park. We did see a sign that warned us about cougars that they are in the area. Yeah, it got kind of scary. We saw a lot of very cute dogs. A lot of cute dogs. Not scary. Not scary. Just cute. Just scary cute. Scary how much they hurt my heart because they're so cute. Yes. But I, it got me thinking, what about like what about some cool Bigfoot sighting stories, right? Because okay. up and down the, the West Coast, especially up in the Pacific Northwest is where they're supposed to be, not supposed, but supposed to be a lot of Bigfoot and Sasquatch sightings up there. Yeah. That's where our buddy Cliff Barockman from Finding Bigfoot resides i believe he's either a portlander or a washington washingtonian yeah so i compiled a very small list there's four five i mean because i just scrolled all the way through (laughs) five of the most kind of recent within the last 10 years bigfoot sightings these aren't all in the pacific northwest but they're ones that have gotten a lot of traffic or a lot of heat from the uh what is it the bfro the bigfoot fields research organization or something it's like the the bigfoot organization in the us i believe right the, these are pulled from their website and there's some goodies in here so i'm going to run through them and talk to you about them spoilers i think they're all bogus okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not I'm surprised, I mean. Yeah, weird. Oh, weird. I feel like every time I hear a Bigfoot story, I'm always like, yep, 100% real. That's for sure. Just the thing, if you're going to make a hoax in the future, so take this as like, these are some Bigfoot sightings, quote unquote, but also a how to or a how not to report on a Bigfoot sighting if you want someone to believe you. They just get so specific. And right. all these random details that really don't matter to the whole story. And then uh, it kind of ruins it. It does ruin it. I there was a I was outside and I was wearing my favorite Yankees hat, <laughs> but then I was also wearing my Dolphins jersey. It's 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 just irrelevant stuff. It's just totally irrelevant. Erroneous is what I say. My first one is from June twenty second, two thousand nine, and it already starts off at six thirty p.m. Okay, great. Some nineteen year old college student was driving in the back roads of of Rhinebeck, New York. Another irrelevant thing. It said that they were on their way to a rehearsal at a performing arts center. Great. Not really relevant to Bigfoot at all. This, the college student swerved in the road to avoid a plastic grocery bag in the road. Now, what was in the bag is also very funny because who cares, but also it's a good one. An open box of cereal and a log. Did they stop and <laughs> check out the bag, apparently? I guess when they swerved past it, they could see in the bag that it was an open box of cereal and also a log just a log one log Hmm. nothing no i just i like already don't care about the story because i'm like you let's put the details the stupid details i just wish people could have heard your eye roll when i said log because it was i could feel your eye i'm not even like i'm not even mad about the log i'm more mad about the (laughs) fact that they said first of all they swerved out of the way of a plastic bag who does that and second, like, you saw what was in the bag? 
as you swerved. Yeah, Captain right. Crunch in a log. Well, but that's the way I like to eat my Captain Crunch. Sitting on a log in the <laughs> middle of the road. Sitting on a log, yeah. Uh, and eating it out of the plastic bag. You just right. dump your you just dump your milk right in, smash it around, you eat it. Yeah, well, uh, they didn't have any milk because there was only cereal and a log in well, there. Well, they could have used Bigfoot milk. Okay. Which is hard <laughs> to find uh, <laughs> in the States. But they swerved around the plastic bag and then looked in the rearview mirror and then <laughs> from the side. I'm just thinking, I'm just visualizing this now and I just think it's funny. They were looking in the rearview mirror and from one side of the road, crossing the road, was reported a Sasquatch that grabbed the bag and then continued. Oh, so it was his bag. Well, its bag. Could have been a Bigfoot mom, could have been oh. a dad, could have been any of the kids. It yeah. was it was their bag, grabbed the thing, walked across the street and took its bag with the log and the cereal. I mean, that makes more sense that there's just cereal and a log cuz Bigfoot's probably like, "Well, I'll get what I can take." What I, I like I'm to think out here. I'd like to think that the Bigfoot, the this specific Bigfoot has like observed people speaking of watching houses. This Bigfoot has watched the Big Bear, the food lion, and has seen people go in and out with bags with stuff. And they're like, maybe they just get stuff they enjoy. So the Bigfoot was trying to play person, and they were in the middle of playing person with their bag, with the log and the cereal. Like, this is what they get, logs and cereal. They were playing person. They were playing dress up. Yeah, they were playing <laughs> They were playing pretend, and they got a log. Oh, they went God. shopping, and they got a log. That's kind of cute, though. A dead crow. Isn't it cute? And yeah. this 19-year-old college butthead, pardon my French, messed up their whole game of pretend. Yeah. They're just trying to play person and get a log. He's like, I'm going to really fit in with people. And then these 19-year-olds came by and ruined it. And he's like, never mind. I'm going back and hiding. I'm going back and hiding. People are rude. I tried to be friendly, but people are rude. What if, what if that's the thing? In a store, if someone were to drop their grocery bag... All of a sudden, you'd recognize them as a Bigfoot. Like holding a grocery holding a grocery bag to us is so normal that when we see it, we don't question who it is holding the bag. They drop the bag, instant Bigfoot. It's like this weird normative like cloaking device. Did you have some of that Coachella dust? Like you're really getting my second one. <laughs> my second one here is. I will go to this one because yeah, we only have a few minutes and I'm gonna I'm gonna skip around. I'm gonna go to my my two favorite ones. My okay. other two. I that was my first favorite one. Yes, that's a good one. September first, two thousand and nine. Another two thousand and nine. This is six fifteen AM. Okay. Exactly six fifteen AM. Mm. This woman was driving to work and was quote this is from the the, the BFRO website, was quote Feeling groggy even after her drive-through cup of coffee. I don't know uh, if that's supposed to like really set the mood or paint this picture. Like, wow, like, she was so tired. This Starbucks didn't work at all. Oh my gosh, my Mick Cafe, super hot, impossibly hot coffee. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if this is the lady who sued McDonald's because the coffee was so hot. Remember that thing? Yeah, she spilt it on her crotch. And then, sued. and then sued McDonald's because they didn't have a label saying that the coffee was hot. Which, for McDonald's, that's silly. You ordered coffee, it's going to be hot. But for her, their coffee is incredibly hot. Maybe this was her first time enjoying a McCafe. Because, you know, she was over in Paris and had heard of it. She just couldn't get to the McCafe in Paris. <laughs> the Parisian exclusive McCafe because their hours are limited. It's very exclusive. It's the right. only coffee shop that you need a reservation to get in. Is the McCafe. The McCafe in Paris. 
Uh, did you like my ex? Did I take you right there to France? Well, yeah, I had to look up and see who you were. It's not <laughs> you're you're not in you're you're not in Paris. I'm sorry, it's just me. Aww. We're on our couch in Columbus. Aww. But she couldn't wake up after this cup of coffee. She was so tired, Lynn. Yeah. And before this is in oh sorry this is in Rifle, Colorado. And she was driving over a very what what I'm assuming is a very scenic pass called Independence Pass. She was just so tired. She pulled over for some fresh air well, on her way to work. Well, she was in Colorado. Yeah. I think I know why she might have been tired. It was 2009. It wasn't legal. Oh. Coachella dust was not legal. Okay. So, sorry, this would be Coachella leaf uh, was not legal yet for recreational use in 2009. That Dave Matthews band fog. <laughs> <laughs> my DMB, my Dave Matthews bud. <laughs> my DMB fog. So... She pulled over. She couldn't wake up. I can't stress that enough. So she had to pull over on her way to work just to like, like I, I'm, I'm assuming or I'm, I'm visualizing this like scenic overlook or something, right? Where yeah. one goes to wake up on their way to work, even after their cup of coffee doesn't work. <laughs> so she was looking out at a, a little lookout point, a scenic viewpoint, and she heard some ruffling around in the shrubs and like a meadow that was beneath I guess like the the guardrail or something. Right. And she looked over and she realized that it wasn't a bear, but it was a Bigfoot because it was walking on two legs. It was bipedal and had big lanky arms. Yeah. Uh, and oh, what, what I forgot to mention in the uh, playing pretend cereal and log one is that <laughs> that Bigfoot, the, the, the student reported that, had, that it had black hair. And this one is cinnamon-colored hair. Okay. Big and lanky. Now, this is from the article as well. And yes, that this is still an SFW, safe for work, show. But I just think this is very funny. This is yeah. from the article. And okay, so, quote, And after some coaxing on the part of the investigator, she also revealed that it, being the Sasquatch, had an, ad- had an additional anatomical feature, a pair of large breasts. Which I think is very, so it's a lady funny. watch. It was a lady watch, and this lady could tell because it had Sasquatch boobs, and she saw them after coaxing Aww. from the investigator. Which makes me think, like, how on earth, like, what was the investigator or the reporter, quote unquote, from the BFRO, like, anything else? Any other anatomical <laughs> features for me? As they're rubbing their hands like a creep. Oh, oh, no. oh so you just saw the legs and the arm? Did you see their? But anything else that would be good to know? Oh, it was a lady watch. It was a lady watch, had a pair of Sasquatch breasts. <laughs> That's, I'm so sorry. Prior to the encounter, the witness admitted that she had always, quote, poo-pooed the possibility of such creatures. But she said, quote, my life is forever changed. Now, I wonder if it's changed because she saw a Sasquatch or if she went, oh, I guess Sasquatches have uh, breasts. Good job. Great job. Everybody, everything can have boobs, I guess. Yeah, sure. Okay, so the the last sighting that I'll be reading. Yeah. If, if you guys are lucky. Well, I don't know. Okay, let me ask you. Do you want one? We've talked about marijuana actually a lot in this episode. And there was one where a cop thought a Bigfoot was a person who was growing marijuana, but it was a... Bigfoot. But I'll talk about the one because since we're back from vacation, we now have our dog back, Molly. So I'll talk about the one that involves dogs. Okay. So this one's the most recent on my list. August 29th, 2011. Mm. Are you scared about how recent this is? That's pretty scary. Yeah, I know. The, the only thing that made this one believable 
and until we start getting into it, then it's not believable. It's just, it said it happened at dusk, which is good. It's approximated. It's right. loose. It's not tied in. It wasn't that 6 p.m. Or 6.15 a.m. on my way to work and I couldn't get a, I had a coffee problem. I'm so tired, <laughs> right? But this, so a how-to, if you're making a hoax, be a little ambiguous. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, sometime in the morning. That's great. That makes you seem more believable. Yeah. So a woman was outside, and this woman owned a kennel where they raised whippets. Okay. Little scrawny little babies. Still cute. Yeah. And I feel like you're not going to lie about that, because like my first choice of dog would not be the whippet. <laughs> like if I were making up a story, I'd be like, I was raising Newfoundlands or yeah. like Aussies. I or... was raising a Corgi 3, which I is was... three times as cute as a Corgi. <laughs> I was raising like champion world champion golden retrievers the best retrievers there ever was and all of them are named either alexandra or ryan <laughs> and they're very smart smarter than your honor student that's their bumper sticker so she was outside with her whippet puppies and they were all going potty which is just cute because they're puppies and then she heard a whistling sound from yeah. somewhere and she thought oh that must be my parrot that i have inside whistling and just classic bird stuff right just doing bird things bird memes <laughs> she thought it was that she thought it was the bird so she started whistling back back and forth thought you know thinking that she was answering the bird but then she realized that the noise was coming from the the line like the the wood line in her backyard where the the forest started or where right. the wood started and then what makes the story even cuter, not that there's a Bigfoot, was that uh, her own dog, her adult dog, started barking in the woods. Guess what type of dog it was that just so happened to be barking almost uncontrollably? A really barky dog, um, an Aussie. An Australian Shepherd. <laughs> I don't know the name of it, but I'm just assuming that it was painfully cute and it was wonderful. It was probably Chuck. Charles. Ch Oh, Charles, but... Charles, Ch but Chuck, if you're nasty. Chuck. So her Aussie was barking in the woods, and then... Another reason of why I don't think this story is necessarily made up, because Aussies are very barky. Yes, and it's said that Big big Fi, or Bigfoots, <laughs> Sasquatch, Sasquatchai, are said to whistle back and forth, or make whistling right. noises back and forth. I don't know if that's true or not, but... That's something that's perpetual. Uh, that that's perpetuated, and I don't know. People say, "Yeah, I heard whistling too." It, it might have been my parrot, but it might have been a Bigfoot. Right. But as her dog, her cute, painfully cute, special Aussie baby Chuck <laughs> was barking at the woods, she saw something standing at the edge of the line of her her wood line, and she said it was about eight to nine foot tall, and it was holding onto a tree branch pretty high up, like a big tree branch, and like let it go, and I guess that ruffled the the trees even more, made more noise, and then it got right. startled. And then ran back into the woods or like sauntered back into the woods. Hmm. So this lady, not only does she have a kennel and has a parrot and whippet puppies and a cutie, sweetie, little baby, cutie babe, Aussie named Chuck. Uh, she's also an experienced deer hunter, spends a lot of time outdoors and, you know, said it's not a bear. I've seen bears before. But the BFRO reporter said, I'm sure, quote, I'm sure that a Bigfoot's curiosity would be heightened by a new woman living in a previously unoccupied house and a litter full of whippet puppies. That's the only part of this that I think is crazy because I think most of the people at the BFRO and one of my main problems, except with, um, isn't it Renee who's the... Uh, the skeptic. The skeptic scientist. Yeah, she, yeah, she's a biologist. I like Renee. But I like everyone else except for Matt Moneymaker because he's a jerk. But either way, <laughs> he was just mean to them one time and he said, I'm in charge. And they're like, oh, you're not in charge. We're all... Oh. Either way. Because that show is real life. 
Because the show is, it's a documentary. Nobody, yes. <laughs> nobody's but, overacting on that show. But the thing, Matt, I know everyone else is except for Renee, but I know Matt Moneymaker would always say, you know, he's like a BFRO guy. But the thing about this, what, how I interpret well, his this. his name is Matt Moneymaker. I exactly. Mean, he's like the guy that's around, but like really he's kind of like, uh, does anybody really want him around? Oh, it's Moneymaker. Great. <laughs> but what I think happened here is this lady had, I'm going to say it, a 75% chance, at least from me, a real sighting. 75% chance. Yeah. But the people from the BFRO or most people, at least what, what I've seen on TV, if there's any noise, if there's any anything, they like to do all this stuff where they're like, it couldn't be anything other than a Bigfoot, and here's why. Because they're so intelligent, and they would be interested, or how, how the one reporter said, oh, well, th- this Bigfoot would have to be interested because a woman's living in a house, and there's whippets. I don't think it cares if it's a woman or a man, or if, 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 if they're able to tell... If a house is occupied or unoccupied, they probably don't even know what a house is. They're yeah. probably just like, oh, that's where that thing, that's where that thing hangs out, right? I don't know. Right. It just seems so weird. So the 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 BFRO and their attempt to make things seem more real and more exciting, they put all this energy into one small sighting story, which this lady left it fairly vague, but they try to make it like almost unnecessarily specific. And exact to where it loses all of its uh, credibility. Right. They were just over investigating the situation. And trying to say like, oh, well, it had to be this because there's some woman living in a house. I mean, are they investigators or storytellers? Ooh, that, that's a really good cliffhanger. Stay yeah. tuned for something else down <laughs> the road. And also, did the Bigfoot have boobs or not? Oh, mm. maybe. Does your Bigfoot have boobs or no boobs? And the fact that the BFRO reporter was coaxing this out of this lady who saw it in Colorado. Anything else you want to tell us that you're hiding? Yeah, weirdo. Oh, uh, what was its butt He'll probably like? be on, on the creepers list, the criminal creepers list. Yeah, Maybe off. he's stabbing people in the butt. That's how we tie it together. You always do a good <laughs> job of like putting a little bow on both of our stories and tying them up. The butt stabber and the, the, the busty Sasquatch. Sasquatch grabber. <laughs> Is that weird? Uh, okay, I'm, I was just trying anyways. to rhyme. I was just trying to rhyme. Well, nice, nice job on the stories. Thank you, Lynn. Bigfoot stories are always kind of, it's like Loch Ness stories too. It's yeah. just like, I mean, you don't believe them, but at the same time, I'm like, well, there are things in the ocean that we have never discovered. Like who's to say there's not things in the woods that we don't know about either. Like you and I even saw, I think I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, when we were in Oregon, we went into a little reptile shop. We saw axolotls. Am I saying Which that right? Which are so cute. Which are super cute. But the thing that that like that those things exist and they look the way they look, like weird little alien mud puppies. Yeah. There, there. Yes, there. There have to be things either gigantic in the woods, like a Bigfoot or a skunk ape or a whatever, or weird creatures at the bottom of the ocean that like to exist, but they're like they're just. Normal people with no eyeballs walking around <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, there, there, there definitely are things that we still don't know. I'm sure haven't haven't really discovered or experienced. But I think people get really excited and they like to and and people love playing make believe. Oh yeah, but I do mean I, we all know that. Yeah, do I want Bigfoot and the Loch Ness to, me, to to be real? Yeah, a lot. I would love that. We need more excitement in our lives. Everyone. Yeah, I mean I definitely believe in a Loch Ness more than a Bigfoot because, like I said, there's so many undiscovered things in the ocean Correct. that it's like 
you know, I don't think this humongous giant serpent lives in the ocean, but the fact that like in ancient drawings and stuff, there's always these serpents Mm -hmm. that are drawn in there that I'm like, people are seeing some kind of elongated whale or something that's just like, what is that thing? A silly, uh, a silly neck orca is what I call them. A silly neck. It's just an orca, but like an extra, extra long neck. Yes. Silly neck. Oh man, that'd be scary because orcas are so smart that like if they had extra neck, like <laughs> I don't know what they might do. I don't know. Look around more. I don't know. Get, be silly. Be scary. Hey, congratulations again one more time to our buddy Daniel Spencer. Daniel will be contacting you. I would say our people, but that's just us. <laughs> we'll we'll be contacting you soon. Molly to get... will be contacting you soon for your information. Yep, you're gonna get a just a, a blank envelope in the mail with dog food, and that'll be for Molly. <laughs> and if that's the case, you arrange them in a certain pattern, her little kibbles, and you'll unlock a portal to heck. Um, but we'll <laughs> whether we'll get... you want that or not, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's for you to figure out. Go ahead, Daniel. Spread your wings, <laughs> and yep, we'll we'll send you your stuff. We'd like to thank Eli Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. And also to Colin M. Parker, our big, beautiful boss baby boy, and everyone over at the Scavengers Network. Please be sure to check out the Scavengers Network online at Scavengers Net on social media, I believe. There are shows there, EQ&A, Historical Hotties, Academy Outcasts, The Bad Pen Pal, all sorts of good stuff. All great shows to listen to. All great shows. Oh, and I will say a plug. The Scavengers Network just started doing a new thing, a an RPG sort of a thing called Myth Takes, <laughs> where we play Monster of the Week. And it's a rotating cast of all the members from shows on the Scavengers Network. And it's very exciting. So you can find it on iTunes. I believe it's just Myth Takes. Come play along with us as we play Monster of the Week. Yeah, and thank you to all our listeners out there. If it wasn't for you, then we would just be talking to ourselves. We would, (laughs) and we would not be able to wear Warby Parkers or drink Four Sigmatic mushroom elixirs while we eat our freshly food. Yes. So... Also, if you haven't yet, please be sure, if you'd like, to subscribe to the show and spread the word and give us a rating and a review on iTunes. It just helps us in the long run, and it would mean a lot to us. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at spooky underscore spouses, or send us an email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. Send us any personal stories that you have or any topics that you want us to discuss, and we'll discuss it on our show. That's right. And every so often, Lindsay and I will travel exclusively for the show. If there's an area around Ohio or somewhere where you think we need to take a little weekend trip, let us know and we'll do it. Yes, thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Have a murderous Monday. But without the the murder. Yeah, don't murder anyone. We never told you to do that. Have a super strong butt week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. What in the heck? Well, when we wa, heck, heck, flip. Okay, we're all good.